Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. We are underway with the 2019 season. We started things off yesterday with Henry Drews, the Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager, doing our annual State of the Fishery as we kick off the 2019 season. We only scratched the surface with Henry yesterday. We have a lot more topics to cover today, and we're going to start off with that big new regulation that went into effect last year. We're in the second year of the new Northern Regulations. What did you see uh, from angler participation last year as far as that goes? You know, um, not, not, not everybody wants to take advantage of the ability to keep 10. You know, it's, uh, it's, that's a real shift to starting to clean larger numbers of small northern pike. But what we saw, and through my conversation with other enforcement officers, we saw excellent compliance during the open water season with the new northern pike zone regulations. We're very happy with that. We also, in talking to some resorts, and some of the resort owners on Cass in particular, that have a lot of out-of-state clients, they really like the regulation. They took advantage of the ability to keep up to 10 northern pike in the northwest uh, zone. And so it's, it's not universal that people are taking advantage of the ability to, to harvest the numbers of fish, um, but they are liking the ability to, to catch and keep you know, a larger fish and then some small ones. So um, a little bit in the winter season, you know, uh, we, we had a little uh, uh, lower level of compliance, the winter anglers, um, and, the, you know, we, we didn't get quite as good a compliance in the winter from what I heard. So that'll take another cycle to get everybody on board there with those winter harvest regulations. But in the summer, word is that it went really well and people were pretty happy with it. Okay. And for those who, who aren't familiar with the, the new regulation, um, much expanded numbers. You can keep uh, a different slot, and I think it's two over 26 that anglers can keep now, and I think it's 10 total, correct? Yes, it's a protected slot of 22 to 26 inches. 22 to 26, okay. Yep, you can have, um, you can have two fish over 26 inches in a bag, a maximum bag of 10. Okay. Now, that uh, regulation applies to all the lakes and in, in the, the, the map in our regulations booklet and on our website, what we call the North Central Zone. And um, now we do have a number of special regulation lakes around the, uh, the fishing Paul Bunyan country. And those regulations on a lot of those lakes are like 24 to 36-inch protected slots, one over 36, and then a three-fish bag. Those regulations remain in effect. So the special regs are in effect. You have to follow those lakes, those regulations on those waters, and then the zone reg applies to all the other waters. Okay. Uh, and what, as you, as you crafted this and studied it, what is the ultimate goal we're looking to see down the road a decade or so? Well, with that zone regulation, it's not uh, a regulation to provide trophy fishing. Okay. 
it's the, the goal of that regulation is to provide a higher quality fish for anglers to catch. Anglers want to keep bigger pike. They want to harvest some pike. This regulation, by protecting those intermediate-sized pike, will do two things. It'll grow some more pike up to 26, 27 inches, 28 inches, that anglers want to be able to harvest. Good thing. The second thing it'll do by increasing the number of those medium-sized pike is those medium-sized pike will then predate on the very small and very young pike. Um, pike are cannibalistic on their own. So if you can if you can manage for higher numbers of those medium-sized pike, they'll help control the small numbers or the very small pike that are overly abundant. So those are the two goals. Provide a larger fish for anglers to, to catch and harvest they choose, and to provide some biological control on the smaller pike. Okay. Um, and, and obviously, you know, this is, we've been, we've been battling this, this issue with pike for a long time. That's why some of those other special regs came into play, uh, what, 10, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, back in the, back in the early 2000s. Yeah, so. And, and those special regs are to try to produce big pike. Um, maybe not trophies, but pike over 30 inches, you know, pike 30 to 36 inches. And they are doing that. So by having those special regulates where we have, you know, high-quality fish and having the zone regs that produce more desirable medium-sized fish, we kind of have will have down the road a nice balance of opportunities for people. You can pick, you want to catch a big pike, go to a special reg lake. You want to catch, you know, good-sized eating fish, um, you know, or a take advantage of a bunch of smaller pike, and then you have the zone regulation lakes. So one of the one of the things we have in Minnesota is an abundance of waters and an abundance of fishing opportunities. These types of regulations are designed to provide different angling opportunities and experiences. We are getting ready for soft water season, but we'll take a look back at hard water season next. Some people fish, some people don't. Those people are clueless. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. All right, Henry, let's talk a little bit about hard water fishing. We had another tremendous year of a ton of anglers out there. Um, those wheelhouses, they're luxurious, they're comfortable, and they have really increased the number of anglers out on the ice. Many lakes, red certainly among them, are finding themselves getting a lot more hard water pressure now than soft water pressure. It's kind of a double-edged sword, Henry. I mean, you're getting, you're recruiting new anglers to, to fish that would never go ice fishing back in the old days. On the other hand, again, you're getting a lot more pressure on the lakes, too. Yeah, and we have we don't have creel survey information on a lot of lakes, you know, to be able to measure that change. But we do have good creel survey in- information on some of our large lakes. And I tell you, what we've seen is near record pressure on all of our large lakes in the winter with the advent of the wheelhouses. We had last year uh, just under two million hours of fishing pressure last this recent winter on Upper Red, two million on Lake of the Woods, and then I heard on Mille Lacs was two million hours. So that's 6 million hours of fishing time on those three lakes. And then, of course, everybody doesn't spend all the time on those lakes. It it trickles over to some of the other basins. But 
um, it is a it is an, a rapid growth and expanding fishery, probably the largest uh, growth sector we have in sport fishing in Minnesota. Um, it does bring with it some concerns. You know that we have to have a little tighter regulations on red in the winter than we would in the summer because there's so much pressure. We this year went through a process to change the winter regulations on Lake of the Woods to to. Uh, you know, drop those regulations down to address the rising harvest from the fishing pressure up there. So it will have a bearing on how we regulate our waters, you know, as we monitor harvest with the increase in winter pressure. One of the most popular fish to catch in the winter are perch. I know we've already had some concerns about perch numbers on leech to begin with. Uh, How concerned are we about overall perch health down the road? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, we had discussions uh, with, the, with the business interests around Cass Lake about their perch fishery. We, uh, we've we heard a dialogue on Winnie about their perch fishery. There's a lot of interest in perch. One of the things, and Leach, you referenced, one of the things, you you know, that we've learned through time is, you know, where you have a popular walleye fishery and a popular perch fishery, it's very difficult to manage for both at the same time. Yeah. If you want an abundant walleye population and larger walleyes in that system, you're going to have less perch, period. Um, So striking that balance is a real management challenge, and it's one we we try to get a lot of input from anglers on. Uh, Leach, you know, one of the reasons we're relaxing the walleye regulation on leach going into the 2019 opener uh, is that the, the perch are very low. We want to take some of that pressure from walleyes eating perch. We want to, you know, Take, take out some of those larger walleyes out of that system by relaxing the regs so that we can re- relieve some of the predation pressure on perch. So it's a, it's a real give-and-take thing um, when you try to manage for both. <laughs> These are not easy questions or, or easy answers either. No, it's not easy. And, you know, the key is good dialogue with our citizens' input groups and uh, sharing the biology and the data that we have and then looking at the trade-offs. If you want to catch a lot of big walleye in a lake, have a regulation to do that, there's consequences to that. You're going to have less harvest of walleye because you're protecting them, and you're going to put impact on your forage population. If you leave an aggressive regulation on walleye too long on a lake and you knock that perch, say that perch population down, then you start seeing slowing growth rates of your, of your primary game species. So, you know, we've got some dials we can turn by adjusting limits and size size regulations. And um, it is a, um, it's a real, real interesting thing to work on. I think one of the things I'm, I'm most impressed with over the last several years is the continuing education and, um, I, 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 I don't know if enlightenment's the right word, but education of anglers, self-taught education, um, concerned anglers who want to know, you know, want to make sure things stay healthy. We're even seeing that now more and more with panfish and crappies used to worry about the boom and bust cycles. I don't hear that as much anymore, and I think a lot of it is self-regulation. I think anglers are way smarter today than they used to be. And and, uh, another thing that I've seen in talking with guides and that, you know, younger people coming in aren't as concerned about harvesting a whole bunch of fish as, say, their fathers or grandpas were. You know, so there's a kind of a changing ethic all around there. It's certainly fine to keep and eat fish. That's part of the fishing experience, but it's becoming a, a little less critical for some people. And and that's a real change that I've observed in the last 10, 20 years. Um, I was talking to a, 
uh, one of the local area guides just last night, Dick Beardsley, and um, Dick was telling me his customers seldom want to keep fish anymore. Hmm. And several of the other guides in the room said the same thing. So it, it was pretty interesting to, to make those observations that the guides and the anglers and the businesses are looking at things through a little different lens than they did 20, 30 years ago. Well, I think there's there's a few things at, at play there. You know, I, I think back to my grandpa, um, who you know um, grew up raising a family in the Great Depression, and you know you caught a lot of fish by necessity. You know, you you didn't have the money to buy th- buy food like like maybe we do now, and you needed to feed your family. So I think there's a you know it's a, it's a different world in that regard, if nothing else. Oh, it really is. I mean, my mom. Uh, my wife's grandfather, when we, I'd take them fishing, I mean, nothing went back. Yeah. And if you were on a lake with a size regulation and you said, well, this one's got to go back, they said, oh, just hide it under the seat. <laughs> you know, and, and <laughs> I said, well, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> but but it was just a different perspective. It, it was um, way different than today. And, and uh, you know, another thing about uh, informed anglers and that is, on our large large lakes, large walleye lakes, really critical ones like Leech and Cass and Red and Lake of the Woods, we now have formed these citizen input groups where we get representatives from the from the business community, the resorts, the bait and tackle shops, uh, uh, angling organizations, guide associations, our statewide species groups. And we involve them in the updating and the preparing of our management plans for our large lakes. And that that has proved an amazingly helpful in sharing this wealth of biology that we have with their observations as users of the resource. And um, it's gone a long ways towards taking taking the complexities of our of our science and, and intermingling them with their their businesses and their experience and their angling. And it's really been a fruitful process to to you know get into those those discussions with these groups, rather lengthy discussions about say the give and take of walleye and perch management and and I think that that's that's also then they, they go back to their groups and their constituents they share what they've learned. They get impact. And so it's kind of like a like just layers, a cascading amount of knowledge that's taking place. And they, certainly technology is helping that, social media. Mm-hmm. Other than the, the things we've already touched on and highlighted, are there any other concerns in the Northwest region right now? You know, the invasive species thing, everybody's got to be vigilant. Let's not put them in more lakes. Um, you know, this as we move into the 2019 opener, you know, it's not a fish management concern, but, you know, people, uh, water levels are higher than normal. The rivers are higher than normal. Um, you know, it's a little bit late ice out. So, um, you know, our, our parks and trails folks are going to try really hard to get all the docks and things in. I suggest to people, you know, make sure you've checked out your motor before you go out to the ramp on opening weekend. Um I suggest putting waders and have waders along just in case the docks aren't in and aren't ready so you don't have a bad experience launching your boat. The, the water temps are going to be very cold. we got a cold snap coming here right up before the opener. You know, temperatures in the, in the 40s and low 50s is going to be pretty much a norm, I think. So PFDs, be careful. Uh, be, be careful. We've got cold water, high water levels. Rivers are running high, so... Um, take those precautions and so you have a good, safe opener. All right. Uh, very good advice, certainly. Henry, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to a good 2019 season. I mean, I think, uh, we, as we've discussed, our lakes are healthy. There's plenty of fish in them. 
it's always going to come down to uh, some sort of weather uh, that that can often factor into whether we have success or not. But uh, it's not a re- it's not because there aren't fish in the lake. No, I think uh, I think that's well stated, Kevin. All right, Henry Drews is the regional fisheries manager out of the Northwest office here in Bemidji. Always helps us kick off the season, Henry. Thanks for your time, and I'm sure we'll see you down the road. Sounds great, Kevin, and good luck fishing, everybody. Fish hail, ball, ball.